on crimson wings. Mark 15, 1 through 15. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests had a meeting with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin. After tying Jesus up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said it. And the chief priest began accusing him of many things. Then Pilate questioned him again, Are you not answering anything? Look how many things they're accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer anything. So Pilate was amazed. At the festival, it was Pilate's custom to release for the people a prisoner they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during a rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them what was his custom. So Pilate answered him, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew that it was only because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, Then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted, Crucify him all the more. Then willing to gratify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Welcome to a Ministry of Hope with Sarah Jones. He had been tried, found guilty, and was condemned to death. Not just any death but the torturous, cruel death of crucifixion. He had no hope. All he could do was wait. He knew his guilt. He knew the condemnation that was his. What he didn't know was there was someone who would go to the cross in his place. Isaiah 53 had spoken of a Savior who would be pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Isaiah 53, 5. Barabbas experienced the fulfillment of this prophecy in his encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus had been declared undeserving of death by Pilate, yet when Barabbas' shackles were removed, he had been declared free. His ears were filled with the cry, Crucify him! The crowd was not, however, crying for his crucifixion. It was demanding instead that Jesus be crucified. Barabbas hadn't been one of Jesus' followers. Yet, Jesus took Barabbas' place on the cross. When I think of this, I'm reminded of Romans 5, 8. But God proves his own love for us 
in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. What was true for Barabbas is true for me. It's true for you. Barabbas was acquitted while the sinless Savior dies. In the Old Testament, when someone was cured of leprosy, there was a rite of cleansing that involved two birds. Charles Spurgeon talks about this, and this is how he expressed it. The one bird was killed, and its blood was poured into a basin. The other bird was dipped in this blood, and then, with its wings all crimson, it was set free to fly into the open field. The bird slain well pictures the Savior, and every soul that has by faith been dipped in his blood flies upward toward heaven, singing sweetly in joyful liberty, owing its life and liberty entirely to him who was slain. It comes to this, Barabbas must die, or Christ must die. You, the sinner, must perish, or Christ, Emmanuel, the Immaculate, must die. This is the gospel. We soar on crimson wings. This is the place we must return to again and again. This is truth that we are to walk in when our enemy tempts us to despair and reminds us of our guilt and of our shame. We are to remember that because the sinless Savior died, our sinful souls have been counted free. Every day, we are to tell ourselves the gospel and soar on crimson wings.